Welcome back to the Fun and Gun Sports Podcast. It is Thursday, October 15th, and we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got the NBA Finals wrapping up, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of Hornets talk, uh, and we'll also jump into uh, the college football preview for week seven, officially on the schedule. Uh, JD, how are you feeling this week? I'm uh, pretty good. I would be doing better if Florida didn't have an outbreak going on and they were actually going to play LSU on Saturday. But other than that, feeling pretty good. Excited to get this thing started. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it from an optimistic standpoint, you don't have to see that defense play for another whole week. That is true. So, you know, you've got that. I love uh, you sent me a meme earlier this week. It's just Florida's defense when the other team is running a play. It's just these dudes on the field dancing. And I, just, yeah. I just thought that was hilarious. Yeah, credit to Elite College Football for that one, the best Instagram college football account out there. Yeah, I just I watched it over and over. I thought it was very funny. Actually, before we get into anything sports, there was something I wanted to discuss that was a topic of debate between uh, our friends uh, about fast food. Yeah, the tier list, so, right? Yeah, well, the, the, it started with the, the main question I posed was that, uh, do you think Arby's is good or bad? Because I think Arby's is good. I think it's a decent value. I like the curly fries. The milkshakes <laughs> are pretty good. Uh, and I think Arby's catches a lot of slander uh, that it really doesn't deserve. In fact, somebody was texting somebody about it yesterday, and they said people secretly like Arby's, but they're probably just afraid to say it because they don't want to get clowned for saying that they like Arby's. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably I think that's probably accurate because I, I I don't mind Arby's. I just kind of got to be in the mood for it, you know. But I've never had uh I've never had their milkshakes before. I have to try that next time I go. Pretty good. If, I I think they have this flavor. It's Jamoka, which is like well, it's like what you would think it was. It's like coffee and chocolate, mm-hmm. and it was like discontinued, but now it's like back. But I don't know. But Arby's is very polarizing. I ran a poll on my Instagram, uh, as to whether Arby's was good or bad. 58 votes for good, 57 votes for bad. It's almost split right down the middle. It's been hotly contested the whole time. Uh, and then when I asked people what their favorite fast food was, most said Chick-fil-A, a bunch said cookout, um, a couple said Bojangles. And Bojangles is different, I will say. I'm a big fan of the Bojangles. Yeah, Bojangles is good. Wendy's Wendy's has got to be my favorite. Yeah, Wendy's. Wendy's, yeah, Wendy's I know you're Chick-fil-A. a big Wendy's guy. Wendy's or Chick-fil-A, those have got to be my go-tos. Well, at West Forsyth High School, I used to make it a tradition, walk down Louisville Clemens on on Friday afternoon before, like freshman and sophomore year, before uh, me and my friends had cars. Yeah. And we just walk, we go to Wendy's on on Friday afternoon. It was a uh, a staple in our in our weekly routine. Gotcha. Very fond memories of those days. Yeah, we um, made, me and my friends made a lot of runs through Wendy's and Bojangles on the way to Career Center senior year. Very understandable. <laughs> so let's let me just knock out a quick fast food power ranking. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll go with a. I guess I'll go with a, a top five. I feel like that's a good number. Um, okay. My go-to is usually Chick Fil A, so I throw them at one. I think they have a very good reward system, just because I eat there so often, and I usually get free stuff every like third or so visit. Um, and it's just good. It's good stuff. Uh, there's a reason I keep going back. I mean, it's not the cheapest, but um, it's good, and it's not the most expensive. 
So that throws it at one for me. What's your What's your number one? Is that going to be Wendy's? I'm going to have to go with Wendy's just because they've got beef and chicken, whereas Chick-fil-A just has chicken. So I like the variety of Wendy's a little bit better. I feel like I can eat Wendy's more often than Chick-fil-A, but uh, I still got a lot of love for Chick-fil-A. So I'll go ahead and say they're my number two. Fair enough. I'm going to throw Bojangles at two. Uh, clearly, I'm a, I'm a big chicken guy. Uh, I go back and forth from NC State to Appalachian to visit uh, my girlfriend Maddie a lot, and I'd say Bojangles is probably the restaurant I stop at most frequently, just because they have a lot of locations. Uh, and you know, under six bucks for a little Cajun fillet biscuit combo with a Pepsi, uh, I mean that's killer all the time. You eat it for breakfast, you can get the biscuit. Uh, I live for that. So Bojangles is, is number two for me. Yeah, I think I gotta I gotta go with Bojangles at number three for me. The top breakfast choice for me uh, i know chick-fil-a has got a good breakfast i've never had wendy's breakfast but uh me bojangles, that's a bojangles new thing is, though bojangles is the go-to for breakfast also biscuitville that's a good option but i'm not going to include them just because they're just breakfast i also don't think they're a top five worthy uh restaurant for the record it's what decent, biscuitville yeah i mean i think it's pretty good i like it just as much as bojangles for breakfast you think it's one of the five best fast food restaurants on the market for breakfast yeah but that's all they do yeah, so, but yeah, it's a one-trick pony. But that's why I'm not putting them in the top five. I don't think they'd be top five based on their breakfast alone. But yeah, uh, you know, you do you. Um, I guess I'd probably slot in Wendy's at three for the for the four for four alone. <laughs> I mean, that's gotten me through a lot of a lot of weeks, a lot of Fridays. Four for four, baby. A little frosty on the side. You get the. I don't know if they still do it. They used to give it a keychain. You could buy it for two dollars, and then you could get a free Junior Frosty. Uh, with every purchase for like the entire year, uh, so that was that was killer. Let's see, number four. What would I have to go with? Uh, okay, we can't do Dario because that's that's too local. Um, number four, I'd probably have to go with Taco Bell, maybe. Um, don't I've never been there. a huge Taco Bell guy, but I love the Baja Blast. I don't eat there a whole lot, but. When I do, it's usually pretty good. So I'll go with Taco Bell at four. I'm slotting in McDonald's at four for their selection and availability. Yep. Uh, I love a good McFlurry, and and their fries are are obviously insane. So uh, respect to Mc, Mickey D's number four. Yeah, I'd put them at number five for me. I mean, what 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 is, what is there at McDonald's that you can't get at this point? Honestly, they serve like everything. Well, I know what you can get, and that is heart failure. But uh, <laughs> and number five, rounding out my list, I'm going to go with cookout. I know that's uh, a, another Southeast exclusive, but uh, the, the cookout tray uh, is one of the best values in, in fast food along with four for four. Uh, and if you're if you're in the mood for it, uh, cookout milkshake, they have so many flavors, like 30 something flavors, isn't it? I don't I don't really remember. It might be more than that. Yeah. But now it, that I think it, about it, it, it it's hard. Now that I really think about it, I think I'm going to have to take Taco Bell out and replace them with Sonic just because of Sonic's drink Ooh, options. I forgot. I wasn't thinking about Sonic. Sonic is kind of forgettable at times, but uh, yeah, I'm going to have to put them at number four. Sonic okay. is hovering right over there at the at the, at the the brink. There's only like one or two things that I usually get there, though. So, But gotcha. yeah, Sonic, Sonic's honorable mention, I guess. So, yeah. so my, list, my list will go uh, Chick-fil-A, Bojangles, Wendy's, uh, McDonald's, and cook out with honorable mention to Sonic. And mine would be uh, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, Bojangles, Sonic, and then either Taco Bell or McDonald's. 
good. And that's the objective list right there. If you eat at any restaurants, oh wait, and Arby's is good too. But yeah, if you eat at any restaurants bad. other than those, and you put them in your top five, uh, I wrong. disagree with you. Let's just leave it at that. Burger King I, I, fans. Oh my goodness! But someone, someone did respond to my uh, my poll and said that they like Burger King. I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? Are you serious? Yeah, never been a big Burger King fan. I think I tried those Cheeto chicken fries a couple years ago when I was like 15. Uh, and, and they just, I, I felt awful after. I felt yeah. so bad. <laughs> I, I've gotten to the point where most fast food doesn't make me feel bad because I have such a bad diet and I eat it all the time. But even that, it just made me feel awful. Yeah. So, you know, no respect to Burger King whatsoever. No. So that's it. Those are the uh, objective power rankings of fast food. We may revisit this at a later time. Uh, but for now, that's the list. Let's get into some actual sports, JD. All right, sounds good. Uh, did something important happen in the NBA this week? Uh, I don't I think so. Think, I think this one, t- they might have won something. I can't remember what it was, though. Were there games? I don't remember there. Were there was there a game on the 11th? So was yes. that Sunday night? Yes. I, I wasn't sure if the bubble was still a thing. Is it still a thing? Well, I guess not anymore. No, not anymore. It was, though, at that time. I heard I heard some rumbling, somebody winning, like, a fourth game. But, like, four is less than six. Like, I think it'd be important if you won, like, a sixth, like, career <laughs> accomplishment. But because it's four, I think we have to invalidate all his accomplishments and say that he's uh, he's not an all-time great. What do you think? Yeah, rather than uh, actually talking about the actual achievement that he just he just did, why don't we just uh, just compare him to basically the god of basketball and uh, just completely ignore what he just did? Yeah, let's uh, we'll we'll stop talking in such uh, such vague uh, sarcastic terms. Um, it is a bit upsetting. That people are still like, what? What purpose does it serve to like be upset or refuse to say that LeBron James is like an all-time great basketball player? Like, yeah. why? Why? Why do people want to say that he's not as good as he is? It's really annoying because you know, if any other team had won, it would have, you know, it would have been just as legitimate as every other ring. But now that LeBron and the Lakers have won it, it's you know, Mickey Mouse ring or whatever they want to call it. It doesn't count for as much. It's kind of, kind of sad, honestly, but uh, it is what it is. I guess that's what you're gonna get when you're the best player. Yeah, and I, I won't, I won't take it out on the like the personalities, the media personalities. Like it's their job to be like hot takey and, and and say crazy stuff like that. But there's yeah. just so many, there's so many fans. Yeah, I put more on the fans. I mean, and to be fair, it's it's mostly the younger fans, yeah, like kids, they're teens, but. Um, they they buy into it and they 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 put all this disrespect uh, on the great players, especially LeBron. He's been going through his 17th year in the league, and he's just he's still doing it. He's still kicking. He won Finals MVP. He's 30 something years old. I don't remember how old he's like 35. I want to say yeah, like 35. Yeah, he's 35. Like just put, just respect. Just put, put some respect. There's no need for you to hate on this dude for being great at basketball. Uh, hats off to the Miami Heat. Of course, we were rooting for the underdog story. Yep. Uh, just some tough injuries, not the best circumstances, and then running into 
this gauntlet of a Lakers team in the finals. There's only so much they could do. Yeah, they put uh, up they the, did they did win the fourth quarter though. Yeah. They they put up a better fight than I think a lot of people thought they would, uh, including us. I mean, I think we said four or five games once uh Dragic and Bam went down. Of course, Bam and they came pushed back. it to six. Yeah, and then Dragic came back. What game? Did he just came come back in game six, or was he back? In I'm game pretty five? sure he just remember. played game six. Yeah. So, hats off to them. They made it more entertaining than a lot of people thought they would. And uh, I was pretty satisfied with the finals overall. The bubble in in general very satisfying. Yeah, very true. Um, but next year there will not be a bubble regular season. I can almost guarantee. I hope not. So they'll probably wait until fans are back in the arenas before they kick off the next season. Yeah. If, I, if I had to guess, purely my, conjecture. My guess is they'll do something similar to college football or, or the NFL, where they just have it in home arenas, but either allow no fans or very few fans in into the arena. I've seen some things from the NHL and NBA owners talking about getting like Five or six thousand people in mm-hmm. uh, in their arenas for like a safe seating plan, but I guess that will all remain to be seen uh, in a couple months. But um, gosh, I'm not looking forward to the Hornets being in the same division as as the Heat. Though I think they'll only get better, which will just make it more challenging in a division that was supposed to be not very good. Yeah, I, I don't I don't pay too much attention to divisions in the NBA that much anymore, just because. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter if you. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the NFL anyway. where you have to win your division to get in the playoffs. What's well, more matchups? Well, yeah, true. I mean, it, it equates to more games against better teams if you're in a better division. But uh, I think I think that's not the biggest concern. You know, I, I'm glad we don't play in the West, to be honest. Oh goodness, yeah, yeah, we would. I like instead of being like a fringe like eight, nine, ten seed team, we'd easily be bottom of the league. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if we're going to jump into some Hornets talk, let's jump head first in some Hornets talk. First yes, off, uh, rest in peace to, to Red Fox, the Hornets super fan. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not, family. yeah, we're not people who were able to go to a lot of games in Charlotte, just not necessarily being super close to the area. I could only ever get out. I've only been to a f- couple total. I, 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 every year I try to get to one, but, uh, you know, circumstances, yeah, I'd say I've been to around maybe ten Hornets and Bobcats games in my in my entire life. But this guy was a, a fixture in the community, uh, at the arena for games. Uh, clearly a beloved member of the Hornets community. So once again, uh, may he rest in peace, Red Fox. Yeah, Hornets super fan, legend. Um, and other Hornets news from this week, very recently, uh, in. Uh, Sham Strania, one of his latest pieces, said that uh, the Hornets will be seeking after possibly Derek Jones Jr. for this upcoming free agency. Yeah, the Bleacher Report article I'm looking at right now says Hornets, Cavs, and Hawks are the three teams that are really looking to go after him. So he's probably going to be an overpay candidate. Um, But it'll bring some more athleticism, some more excitement to the Hornets, uh, having multiple dunk contests. Uh, competitors on the team, actually a winner now. Um, I always forget that he won because Aaron Gordon was robbed. But uh, either way, he'll bring some some excitement to the Hornets. Um, a little, a little too similar for me to to Miles and PJ uh, with not enough shooting 
honestly. Hey, we're just we're just we're building an all time great dunker lineup. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. Like they want to get a really athletic, uh, a bunch of athletic wings that can just go up and dunk the ball. Um, but I, I'm fine with us if with us grabbing him as long as we don't overpay him too much. Just for the right I, for the right price. Exactly, because I want I want some more shooting on the team. I mean, it's, you can't have enough shooting in, in today's NBA. So, well, um, you need you need baseline enough shooting, which the yeah, Lions do not yet have. Exactly. Since Malik Monk has gotten worse at shooting the three when that was his thing in college. Uh, yeah. But it, I mean, he, he's a great playmaker now, so I I I don't mind having him. Hopefully, part of the rotation. hopefully he'll he'll step it up a little bit more this year, and because uh, I don't think he's shot over forty percent at all since he's gotten in the league. Yeah, um, I just I really don't want Lamelo Ball. Oh my god, it'll be <laughs> such a bad shooting team if. Well, we'll just Lamella think about Ball. I don't know. I think if we get Lamelo Ball, everybody's shooting percentage was, will probably go up just because he's such a good playmaker. He'll get everybody open. Um, he'll be able to run the offense. No. No, I mean, just imagine no. Devontae's shooting percentages going up. Don't tell me you can't see that a little bit. I mean, yeah, I, our shooting percentage is going up while we allow 140 points a game. That'll that'll help out for sure. Yeah, that's true. We, we will not no, be thank a you. defensive no. focus lineup. Uh, Goodness, yeah, gracious. he's, he's got to be he's got to be fourth on my uh, on my big board at this point for the Hornets to get below. Uh, Wiseman, Edwards, and Edvija, obviously. I know you've probably got him under. Uh, I know you're big on Edvija. Yeah, you've probably got him under Okungwu because you like Okungwu, don't you? I like Okungwu. Yeah. Yeah, I liked him too when we, I thought we were gonna have the eighth pick, but now that we got third, I think we can do a little bit better. Oh, you know, if you can, if you can get a, a first round pick from New York to move down. Yeah. Uh, I I think I'd probably take that. Yeah, in I this draft class. Probably so. I don't know if they're there. Who's there? Did they get a new GM? Yeah, the Knicks. Um, I want to say they did. Let's see. Uh, Scott Perry. It says, yeah, that oh, sounds he was, right. He has been the GM since they fired their uh, president, their team president in February, and mm-hmm. he's still the GM. So, yeah, uh, they're a mess either way. I mean, you know, it's the Knicks. Don't completely dis, uh, dismiss the idea of a trade down. If oh, Lamelo Ball, actually, please consider the concept of a trade down. If Lamelo Ball is the only one left on the board at three, uh, I mean, please I, don't pick him. I would be tempted. I would just be tempted to take a Vija at that point because I really think he's going to be a good player. I don't think he's going to be like Luka Doncic or anything, but. I think he'll be a good player, especially for the Hornets. Never get enough good players, man. We yeah. if we can get a good, solid season going into twenty twenty one free agency and just attract a mid level free agent with some good upside. Yeah. Ooh, we could be a six seed in the East. I don't know. <laughs> I think we could do better than that. I think that's yeah. a realistic goal. Yeah, I mean that's, that's pretty I realistic. I think. If we could get matched up against someone we could win a playoff series against, that would be that would be great. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, if we could play like I don't know Philly in the first round, maybe. Or if we could get to the third round for the first time in team history, that would be awesome. 
Think about the Hornets. That's what so if the sad. Hornets were like a higher seed than the than the Bucks in like two years because Giannis was gone? That would be something yeah, else. I mean, their team without Giannis is still probably like a 55 win team. Probably. Um, speaking of Giannis, uh, apparently the Heat. Did you hear about the Heat planning on going out all in next next offseason on Giannis? I saw it. It's hasn't it like the the hot the buzz has been the Heat and the and the Raptors. Yeah, Heat Raptors, and then like the sleeper team is supposed to be the Mavericks. According the Hornets, to Hornets, uh, the sleeper team is the Hornets. Yeah, exactly. They got a an outside shot, maybe. We need to get MJ doing some tampering, man. Get someone here on a team-friendly deal. We got to get somebody who's, like, signed with Jordan. So, like, you know, maybe maybe when Zion gets off of his rookie contract, we pull off a miracle. Or I'm going to check that 2021 free agency class again. Oh, you know who's a 21 free agent who's signed with Jordan? Uh, Chris Paul. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I love Chris Paul, but I, I don't want to sign him to a – Imagine we contract or anything. Imagine we draft Lomelo and then we pick up Chris Paul and we have four point guards on the team. Guard City, forget yeah. Buzz City. It's Guard City now. Yeah, Guard City. Maybe you get playoff P. Playoff P. Market value might be pretty low by then. Yeah, I bet so. Speaking of uh, the Clippers, uh, Tyron Lue, their new head coach, five-year deal. What do you think of that, Max? I just I don't know enough about him as a coach without LeBron to know <laughs> what he can actually do. Yeah. Uh, all I all I actually know of him is that uh, LeBron brought him on to be a coach in Cleveland, and that he got stepped over by Allen Iverson. I think it's a downgrade for them, honestly. I mean, Doc Rivers is a good coach. I don't I don't see why they were so why uh, Steve Ballmer was so eager to fire him. I guess but, they like uh, – he must be a really good player's coach uh, if LeBron brought him on and now – Probably. So, I mean, know, he, is a, he is a former player. Very good team is uh, is bringing him on. Yeah. To try to – I'm sure that was a player-centric decision. Probably. Yeah. Definitely um, interesting, though. And then uh, the Rockets, uh, their uh, general manager, uh, Daryl Morey, stepped down as well. Oh, I didn't yeah. see Daryl Morey step down. Yeah. I don't know if that was a collaborative decision with him and the Rockets or that was just oh, I guess, him. hey, maybe Morey Ball is finished. Yeah, maybe so. I can't blame them, honestly, because I don't I don't think it works. But uh, Yeah, I mean, they didn't really have the most success in the in the playoffs, so I, I don't think I could necessarily say that the small ball, Morey Ball, was working. It wasn't not working got them pretty far got them to the western conference finals or the well that's when they had that's when they had capella they got to the western conference finals and almost beat the warriors that's why i don't think they should have given up capella if they at that point they had the good mix of they had capella and they had guys that were taller than six foot six yeah if they just not missed 27 straight three pointers exactly. uh, they probably would have won that game and probably won the finals because they were playing the terrible Cavs team but i don't know that's but that's why they play the games yeah because sometimes you're gonna miss 27 straight three-pointers uh the hornets would never do that uh never although the hornets also have been to the playoffs in five years they would only win seven games games, though they did do that they would hey that wasn't the hornets that was the bobcats what are you talking about that's true that's true totally different 
different Charlotte team, man. Get on, get on the same page here. <laughs> the Hornets never did that. The Hornets never won seven games in a season. The Bobcats did. And then the Bobcats got screwed in the draft lottery, which screwed the Hornets now because we don't have Anthony Davis. Yep. But we should. Hey, maybe was he have like a player option or something this year? Yeah, I think uh, the rumor is that he's going to opt out and then re-sign with LA, but I doubt it. I bet he'll probably end up in Charlotte. Bro, what? Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah. Fuck a super max contract, or you can only offer a max if you're another team, but 160 million in Anthony Davis's pocket from Michael Jordan for sure. Yeah. Hey, no AD, you need a new sneaker deal? Yeah, Jordan's got you. You want a new? You want a new Jordan shoe? <laughs> Who's he signed with? I think he's with Nike right now, but that could change. That's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. MJ could march down to Phil Knight and be like, hey, is Phil Knight still with Nike? Uh, I would think so. He would march down to whoever's in charge of Nike and be like, hey. uh, Why don't you uh, scratch out Nike and Crayon on that contract? Yeah, let's get a little – let's get – we want him in Charlotte. I think there's opportunities there. So uh, we're going to give him a Jordan shoe. And we'll sign him. Sounds good to me. And that's that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not going back to LA. Dude is going to be playing in the hive next season. You heard it here first. Spectrum <laughs> Man. What, I wonder what it's like to be a fan of a like successful big market team. Um, I think it makes you a little bit more obnoxious when you're talking about the uh, budget team. Uh, and it makes you not ever watch a Hornets game and then still share your opinion. That is true. So, and, and it's very obvious that you're that you haven't watched the team because you have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, you know, example of this, Reddit.com slash r slash NBA, where people share their their opinions that uh, are clearly uninformed. <laughs> but that's the whole internet, so I can't, I can't, yeah. uh, I can't necessarily crucify them over over anyone else. Um, yeah. Go Hornets. Buzz, buzz. Uh, next season, we'll be back. I think we got a we'll chance. we back like playoffs. Texas, uh, but yeah, better. Exactly. Uh, somebody will fall out. Who, who, who made the playoffs? The Magic aren't making the playoffs again. They Steve Clifford is their coach. Come on. Uh, they might. We, we've we seen how that goes. I, honestly, I think the biggest candidate to not make the playoffs again is probably the Pacers. Oh, yeah. They will have a new coach. I mean, they were the four seed, though. Yeah, but they got swept, and I don't think Old Depot will be there, uh, and probably not Turner either. Ooh, I, th- I think that's who, probably that's who we need. Who Turner? Yeah, or Victor Ole. Eat both package deal. Yeah, we'll take them both. Yeah, we'll, we'll give trade. You, uh, we'll trade Terry you guys Rogier. Lamelo Ball for him. Yeah, we'll give you Terry Rozier and Lamelo Ball for uh, Old Depot. And- I think that's a fair trade, and then we'll give them like a second round draft pick. I can't see anything going wrong there. No. We could give him. We could even throw in Dwayne Bacon if if they wanted. Yeah, they would. I mean, they'd have to accept. Yeah, they'd have to. I mean, they'd sure. they'd, they'd probably be just straight up robbing us at that point. Yeah, we'd have to get. I mean, it, it would look like a fleecing, but you know, yeah. I think that bum Miles Turner could probably you know produce some some bench minutes for us, and maybe Oladipo can be like the water boy or something. Relieve some of that sal- salary for uh, Rozier, even though the other two are probably getting paid way more. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine if we had, or if we imagine we had like offer sheeted a uh, Demontis Sabonis last off season. Yeah, that was a rumor floating around for like a day, and then he got re-signed. 
Yeah, I don't know. I I I don't think the Pacers are gonna keep that core around much longer because I don't see them going anywhere with it or adding anything to it. I mean, if you're looking for draft capital, we got, we got all our first round picks. Yeah, got a real a real nice one this year. Yeah, we could uh, pull a, we could pull a Clippers. Give them, well, give them <laughs> well, you know what? I would give that up to get what the Clippers got this year. Uh, second round exit. You know how long it's been since we've had a second round exit? Yeah, it's been like two thousand, like two thousand one, two thousand two thousand one or two thousand two. Yeah. And then, yeah. and I think back then the first round was still five games instead of seven. Yeah, I think if you're I'm right. Not mistaken. I so, right. I I would kill for that. Yeah, uh, two thousand two was the last time we made the second round. Yeah. Uh, and they lost in five to the Nets. And the first round was a best of five instead of a best of seven. Did the Nets so, make the finals that year? I can't remember. So they've the Hornets have actually never won a seven-game series in, in franchise history. <laughs> Jesus, that's yeah. depressing. They came close, though, in 2016 against the Heat. I didn't think about that. I didn't. Yeah, they did. And then the purple shirt guy messed yeah. it all up. He screwed everything up. They won their three games, and then they forgot it was a best of five, and they... They just didn't show up for the last two. So sad. Uh, man, imagine if they win a playoff series. That'd be crazy. Seven-game series. All right, that's enough of that. We, we've yeah. gone off on this Hornets tangent yeah, a little, we, a little we, too we long. <laughs> we were getting into the depths there. Yeah. So let's go ahead to college football. And before we actually preview this week, we've already had a game on Wednesday. Coastal Carolina. Getting the huge road win against Louisiana Lafayette, 30-27. to 27. Grayson McCall played really well at quarterback for uh, the Shots, uh, and they're 4-0. I think they're going to be ranked this week. Yeah, probably so. Um, my guess is Louisiana will drop out, but uh, let's see. I think Coastal, didn't they hit a, a game-winning field goal? Yeah, they did, with four seconds left, 40-yard field goal um, to go up by three, 30 to 30-27, so uh, – Ice in the veins for their kicker, whose name I can't pronounce, and uh, congrats to them. Yeah, Coastal, um, they are looking like the best team in the Sun Belt. It's very hard at the college level. At the Sun Belt level, our, our friend Liam Blevin was tweeting about this last night. It's so hard for a team to defend the triple option, especially at that level. Uh, and they mm-hmm. shut, I mean, they didn't shut out or, or dominate. Billy Napier's offense, but like they knew what they were doing, and 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 they just looked so solid. Coastal was a solid FCS program before they made the switch, and now it looks like they're building uh, in an Appalachian esque kind of way. Mm-hmm. Speaking of their game against App, uh, is at home in late November, so that will be one to watch for sure. Yeah, Coastal is the only uh, undefeated team left in the Sun Belt, so I think you're probably right about them being the best team in that conference. Well, they've looked at I mean, least as of right now. The the results, the eye test, and the numbers. I think they all say the same thing. Like, yeah, at this point, I would have had them ranked around twenty five this past week. There's no way the AP voters don't rank them this week, especially after that win. Yeah, uh, surely they saw it. I mean, so many of the AP voters don't watch a lot of the games, but uh, it's hard to miss that. It was on national TV. It's the only game of the day. Uh, it was getting a lot of a lot of play on Twitter. So, Coastal Carolina, gonna prematurely welcome you to the top twenty-five. Yeah. 
Speaking of uh, AP voters, uh, before we go on, I wanted to say I saw. Have you ever seen the graphic where it shows all the voters and where they put every yes. team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One guy, I think he ranked Kansas State in the top ten. Somebody, yeah, somebody ranked Kansas State number six. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. So um, that just goes to show you, kind of the uh, the IQ. Some of them are some of them are nuts. Yeah, I know. Some some of the voters. Uh, I don't really know what they watch on Saturdays. It's not it's not football though. Let me look at it one more time. I have it pulled up here. Who was it that put can? Yeah, it was like I think his name was Bob King or something like that. Kirk Bowles. Oh. Kirk Bowles had Kansas State at six. Yeah. John Wilner, who's usually the guy at the bottom of the consist, so so what this graphic does is it ranks them by like their consistency with the with the overall poll. Uh, John Wilner is usually the guy at the bottom, but even Kirk Bowles was behind him. But John Wilner had Alabama at one and Georgia at two. So he also had Miami at six and Tennessee at seven. Wow. Yeah, the qualification to be a uh, AP voter. Uh, not too strict. No, I think we could probably do their job, honestly. I think we could do many of their jobs better than they do it. So yeah, <laughs> uh, no disrespect uh, in terms of their actual work, writing, broadcasting in general. But uh, a lot of these AP voters aren't really paying the closest attention. Uh, at least look through the box scores. Like yeah, come on doesn't take that much work to make something that's not insane. But after after that, uh, you know, let's move on from that little, that mini rant. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into the slate for this weekend that hasn't been played yet. Uh, tonight, Georgia State and Arkansas State uh, going a little, a little more Sunbelt action. Sunbelt dominating the, the weekday slots until the MAC comes back. Uh, I guess I'll take Arkansas State here. Over-under in this game is 72.5, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't know much about Georgia State. Um, Arkansas State is favored by three, so I guess I'd have to go with Arkansas State, but um, I don't know. Maybe it'll be an entertaining game with a, with a total like that. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I think both of these quarterbacks have, have – uh, Let's see, yeah, both of these quarterbacks have scored. Um, actually, Georgia State's quarterback only has four touchdowns and three interceptions. He, there's no way he's the only, the only quarterback they're playing. Um, if that's the case, then I'd definitely take Arkansas State in this game. On to Friday. No ACC Friday game this week. Um, but we've got SMU and Tulane, which should be a solid game in the American, uh, unless SMU is as good as I think they are, in which case it will be uh, a blowout. Because I think SMU is really, really good. I think at this moment, they should be the front runner uh, for the group of five uh, New Year's Six selection. Over their Cincinnati? point differentials, crazy high. Uh, they're undefeated, obviously. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do against the the rushing attack of Tulane with Ty J Spears if he's uh, if he's healthy and uh, although Reggie Roberson is out for the year, which which hurts, but 
Buchel in that offense and Sonny Dykes. Uh, they're on the come up. So keep your eye on them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think I'm predicting right now. It's just a gut feeling. I think they're going to, I think if they don't run the table, they might be a one loss team, but I think they'll play for the American championship. And I think they'll be the group of five team uh, in the new year's six, unless coastal Carolina goes undefeated. Uh, in which case it might be tricky. You're, do you like SMU over at Cincinnati in two weeks? I do, because SM Cincinnati's offense has been very slow to get going. Uh, and SMU, on the other hand, has just been slinging it with with Shane Buchel. Yeah, Shane so, Buchel is a good quarterback. I'm thinking SMU will take that game right now. They don't yeah. have Reggie Roberson, though, but – I'm gonna have I to wait. Still think they do it. I'm gonna have to wait to make a pick on that game, but I'll take uh, I'll take them in the game against Tulane. I thought Tulane was gonna be better than they than they've looked so far. Um, I think they, yeah, they lost. They've been up and down. They've yeah, they lost by 18 to Houston well, uh, last week. So, Houston also playing Friday night against BYU. That'll actually be a fun game. Uh, BYU's undefeated, but they haven't really played anybody. They've yep. Got Mormon Manziel at quarterback, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Houston turned over the ball five times against Tulane and still won. Uh, so they've got something going on offense there. Uh, this will be a fun game. It'll be a late game, too. It's like probably about the latest game we've gotten this year so what far. What is it? 9.30. Oh, okay. 9.30 Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one should – yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I'll take BYU um, the on the over probably, 62 and a half is the over. I think so. over. I think over hits easy. Yeah. BYU runs a lot of air raid concepts, uh, and they've got a stud at quarterback. Uh, you could say the same thing for for Houston and I'm forgetting the guy's name, but uh, you know he was he was brought in after Derek Derek King transferred last year. Clayton, uh, Clay, Toon. Clayton Toon, yeah. And they've got Marquez Stevenson at wide receiver, who has Louisville esque speed. Dude is so fast. Yeah, he is a fast guy. Uh, so it'll be a fun game. I'm. I don't know. I don't really want to make a pick here. So I honestly do not know considering Houston's only played the one game. But uh-huh. all I will predict is that it will be fun. I think I can agree with that. I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and that. I'll go ahead and pick BYU though, and we'll see what happens. It'll be good for their case. Although I don't know if they qualify for the group of the group of five spot. Because they're uh, independent, the just because they're independent. I would think uh, so, but I don't know. I, th- I think we, uh, I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, we probably did. But <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm wondering if they have it, even with their schedule in them to go undefeated. Because this game, San Diego State and Boise State are really the only tests they have mm-hmm. to get an actual barometer of, of how good they are. BYU is kind of a mystery, but I think they might be good. Yeah, and that's I, all I got to say about that. I think I, I agree. I think they're a, a solid Group of Five team, top top three Group of Five team, if you want to call them that. I mean, I know they're an independent. Oh, surely, surely it's it's BYU, SMU, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati. It's got to be really like, I really like what Coastal's doing. Oh, no, I, I don't think so on Coastal. I think the Sun Belt's kind of weak this year, honestly. What are you are you buying the Power Six 
American uh, Conference Power Conference. I'm buying the the American more than I am the Sun Belt right now. I, but I just don't know about all that. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. So getting into actual Saturday games, uh, the Nooners, Clemson going to Atlanta to play Georgia Tech. Clemson favored by 27 at this moment in time. Uh, and I think I would take Georgia Tech against that spread. Um, you know, as someone who has bet on Georgia Tech, you know, pulling out a couple of wins they shouldn't have, or or keeping it closer than they sh- than they should have, uh, I don't think I I don't think I would take Georgia Tech on the line on that one. I don't know <laughs> if it's closer than it than should have for. I don't know if you're referencing. No, no, no. no. I'm, t- I'm talking about like game. in their in their previous games. Um, like you know, last week they played Louisville. Well, they Louisville's defense is really bad, and Georgia Tech's offense is pretty good. I know, but but you Jeff you, Sims, you took you took Louisville in that game, and and Georgia. Tech I did, and I was embarrassed by Louisville's horrible defense. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like Georgia Tech a lot. I think they're a really uh, underrated team. It's gonna kind of suffer from this year's scheduling and it being conference only, but um, they've overcome a lot of expectations from a lot of people this year i just i just don't think they're gonna keep it within 27 of clemson what was the score if on the clemson miami game? Do it. if virginia could do it when they they got yeah, but stopped miami, by nc state last week miami couldn't it's really it's really to me it's kind of a question of how how close is clemson gonna let it look you know that is fair i i agree with that i'll agree with you there but I mean, there's no doubt Clemson's going to win the game. Of course, but, yeah. Uh, I think Georgia State will – or not Georgia State, Georgia Tech will put up a, an admirable fight. I hope so. I like, I like Tech. Uh, the other ACC game in the noon slate, Pittsburgh and Miami, the ACC network game. Uh, Miami trying to rebound after the loss at Clemson, their first loss of the year. Pittsburgh kind of reeling after two straight losses, especially the one last week where they tied the game at the end of regulation with a 58-yard field goal and then missed an extra point for the loss in OT. Um, Pittsburgh's defense is supposed to be elite. Uh, They're not Mm -hmm. bad, surely. Kenny Pickett is very solid at quarterback on offense. Uh, It's a question of how well Derek King will bounce back after uh, a pretty poor performance in the rain against Clemson last week, but uh, I think Miami will take care of business, uh, especially with the, the, the way Pittsburgh is, is sort of reeling in that negative momentum. Uh, so I think I'd take Miami in this game, although uh, it might not be a great game. Um, I'm, I think I agree with you. I think I'd take Miami, but I think, it's going to keep it closer than a lot of people think just because uh, Miami's coming off a, a game where they had to play 100% against Clemson. And um, it, didn't, it didn't look like 100%. No, yeah, I know it did not least. look like it. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're going to be a little worn down as a lot of teams get after playing in Alabama or Clemson. Or oh, Georgia. yeah. I saw it was some earlier this week. I think it was probably Joe Giglio from. Mm-hmm. Uh, 999 the fan in Raleigh. Uh, he had tweeted out the chart. Uh, ACC teams after playing Clemson almost never win. 
Yeah. So we do have to take that into account. I would uh, I would not be surprised if Pitt won this game. But I'm I wouldn't. Gonna, I don't think I'm I would be surprised take, either. I'm still going to take Miami, but I'll take I'll take Pitt to cover on the 13. Oh, certainly by in a two score game. Yeah. But uh, I forgot about the Clemson effect. Mm-hmm. So something to keep your eye on there. The pattern yep. will continue. Uh, moving into the SEC, Auburn playing at South Carolina. Yuck. I don't want to watch this at all. The fact that Auburn is favored by only three in this game should tell you how poor they've looked this year. How much Arkansas was robbed at the end of the game last week. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't like Auburn at all in terms of the entire year and the big picture. But uh, in this game, I guess I'd have to take them just because they're they're a lot more talented than than uh, South Carolina is. Um, I mean, yeah, that dude Seth Williams, you know. Yeah. If you know, you it know. is it is in Columbia, so maybe it'll be a little bit more entertaining than than a lot of people think. Um, in terms of. South Carolina actually having a chance to win the game, but I'm sure take, Auburn. I'm sure Auburn, Auburn will win, but I yeah. I just don't want to watch that game at yeah, all. The, these are two not very good teams, in my opinion. I don't even honestly. I'll be honest with you, Max. I don't. I'm not sure that Auburn will will finish in the top three in the West this year. Uh, you think? <laughs> well, I mean, you think about it. Who? Okay, Alabama's going to finish top three. Uh, AM will probably finish top three. Who who would that third team? Who would you say that third team would be? I think Ole Miss is better than uh. That's what I would say too. Auburn. At this point, um, and it's definitely not LSU. So uh, it's going to be either Auburn or Ole Miss who gets that third. Spot I mean, Auburn that, plays Ole Miss uh, next week. So yeah, that should be entertaining. I th- I don't think it'll be. Um, I don't think it'll go the way a lot of people think it will. Ole Miss's defense is on pace to break the record for yards allowed per game, though. So. Oh yeah, I did. I heard a stat about Ole Miss's defense. Actually, uh, they're allowing 640 yards of offense per game. They, in the game against um, Alabama, they stopped them from getting 41 yards. Yeah, you and know they, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, they gave up like 700 of, something, and and out of the they. Uh, stop them from gaining 40 possible yards like yeah alabama basically scored a touchdown every chance they got yeah like <laughs> it's, it's kind of the it's, record it's, the it's record really... is is 617 yards a game and i think it was Ole Miss is giving up like 641 yeah uh it's but it's not a, auburn's offense isn't exactly daunting though so if they yeah. have any opportunity to just outscore someone and just win a shootout i think they'll do it against auburn next week i agree uh the other sec game at noon sec network kentucky and tennessee um might be a decent game but kentucky hasn't looked super this year tough they had the tough loss against ole miss uh and last week mississippi state basically just beat themselves uh tennessee on the other hand played a Really good first half against Georgia, and then just the offense disappeared in the second half. Yeah, they fell off hard in the second half. Um, I'm thinking Tennessee in a close one. I I would agree with you. I would not be surprised again if Kentucky won this game, kind of similar to the Pitt-Miami game, in my opinion. Tennessee coming off a uh, hard-fought, for the most part, hard-fought game against Georgia. 
So uh, it might be a little worn down after that one. Um, but both of these teams should just be happy that they're playing this weekend um, as two SEC games have been yeah. postponed. Yeah, too but bad yeah, uh, instead of 90,000 being at the Swamp this weekend, there will be zero because there's no game. zero, yep. Tough break. Tough break yeah. for the Gators. Tough break for Dan Mullen. But yeah, uh, I do agree with you. Though. Dude shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'll take Tennessee in this game close, and uh, yeah, I agree. Mullen, yeah, he did. He did take back what he said. Yeah. Well, no, he said, "I'm sorry if what I said offended people." Yeah. So he didn't really take. He didn't really take it back. It's kind of. It, I don't know. It's kind of a mess. Uh, he's not a doctor. He's a. He's a coach. He's a football coach. Yeah. We can't expect too much from him. <laughs> All right, let's let's breeze through the rest of the noon slate because there's really not anything to get excited about. Uh, Navy's playing at ECU, uh, Texas State, South Alabama, South Florida, Temple, Liberty at Syracuse, and Kansas at West Virginia. What a stinker for the rest of the noon slate. There's like maybe I mean the whole slate in general. There might be there are probably two good games out of those Power Five games, and the rest of it is just kind of. Like Navy ECU might be a good game, but like who I think Liberty and Syracuse might be a good game. Yeah, sure. Liberty's undefeated, but they're they've played no one at all. So do you think do you think Syracuse will win that game? I think Syracuse will still win, even mm-hmm. though Syracuse is Syracuse. Liberty's wins are at Western Kentucky, and the rest of them are home against Florida International, which they won by two. Uh North Alabama. Which I'm pretty sure is an FCS school, which they only beat 28 to seven, and I guess ULM, who is winless this year. Yeah, I think Syracuse is going to win. Yeah, I you know after hearing that, I think we're going to have to agree with you. It's hard to pick Syracuse to win a football game, but I did it last week. I was wrong, but this week I will be right. Syracuse will upset Liberty, <laughs> who is favored yeah. by three. By the way. You taking the over or the under on this one? Fifty-three over for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then, you know, Kansas, West Virginia, Kansas. You know, reach out to me on Twitter, man. Send me an email. <laughs> uh, it's a Power Five job. I'll take it. I bet I can get you guys a win. Got a lot of trick plays. I've been I've been thinking about. So just just uh, you know consider it. Somebody in the athletic department. I know somebody's listened to it. Maybe not now. Maybe maybe we'll grow our audience a little bit more. But somebody will hear it. For some reason, you know where to you know where to find me. I could I could see Kansas just winning this game for absolutely no reason at all, just because it's college football. No. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick that to happen. No, No, we're talking about Kansas. I know. Come on. I know. But but I, I don't lie don't lie you've seen crazier things happen than Kansas win a game that they're not favored uh, or they're favored against by twenty two and a half. Yeah, but we're, we're talking about Kansas here. I know Kansas football. I'm just saying they've gotten I'm, worse. I'm leaving the door. I'm leaving the door open. It looked like I thought they were getting better over the last couple seasons, and they're they're getting worse. They are. It's it's kind of sad. They got boat raced by that not very good Baylor team. Yeah. They'll be lucky to score 10. I don't know. Which I don't think they will do. I, I'm going to I'm gonna leave the door open for it. We'll see what happens. I don't think they'll win, but I wouldn't be surprised. 
hey man, the more they lose, the more likely, maybe maybe it, like infinitesimally small, but more likely it becomes that I become their next head coach. So that you get that job. Can't can't necessarily cheer them on. It's not personal, but <laughs> it's just how it is. Uh, there are a couple one thirty afternoon games. Uh, we got Army and UTSA. Uh, I don't know. It's in the Alamo Dome. That's kind of interesting. I like that UTSA plays there. It's a it's a cool cool place to have home games. But yeah, um, I think the I think the triple option wears them down for an for an Army win. Go yeah, Army. Go go USA. Army to cover and win by at least two scores. Uh, and our other one thirty game is Western Kentucky and UAB. UAB played a decent game against Miami to start the year. They're always a, a good program under under Bill Clark. Uh, so I'll go I'll go with the Blazers, the favorites here. Yeah, UAB has been a solid team all year. Their only losses to Miami, they beat um, Central Arkansas, South Alabama, and UTSA. So uh, looked okay so far. They haven't played that great teams that they've actually beaten, but they played Miami pretty good. Um, I'll take UAB in this one. Uh, in the Notre Dame time slot, 2.30 on NBC. Uh, Notre Dame's got Louisville this week. Uh, I think they will score a million points against Louisville. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe a billion. Uh, in reality, I think that number will be at least 42. They'll score at least six touchdowns uh, and probably cruise to an easy win and an easy cover of the 17-point spread. So Notre Dame big against Louisville for sure and uh this one I can't believe that the over under on this one is 61 and a half I would take the over on that all day so and Notre Dame and Notre Dame might get it by themselves yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah I agree with you Notre Dame covers wins big officially into the afternoon slate three thirties. uh let's get into a little homer talk NC State's playing Duke at home this week uh, it's on Fox Sports, so it's our first game uh, this year that's not on ACC Network. It's the fifth game of the year. It's the first one not on ACC Network. Um, NC State's only favored by four and a half. So I wonder if if there's something we don't know. I'm really curious as to why the line is, is four and a half against a Duke team that won their first game against Syracuse last week. Yeah, I actually, I did not realize that they were only favored by four and a half until just now, and that is kind of mind-boggling to me. It feels like that should be free money. Yeah. But that it's uh, it's scary. I don't understand it. I, I feel like they should win the game by 21, at least. They're playing against Chase Bryce. They've got their offense figured out. Yeah. So they should win. They better win. If not, I'm just going to be really sad. I did not realize Chase Bryce has five touchdowns and eight interceptions. He's like, he's got a couple fumbles oh as well. Yeah. Uh, when you said that state should win by 21, I thought that's a little, a little far, but they beat Virginia by 17 last week. Yeah. I'm really not sure. I don't think it is. I, th- I think I agree with you. And please win. That's all that I'm line, saying. That line is honestly, I can't believe how low that line is. I don't understand it, but oh goodness, I hope hopefully Vegas doesn't know something that 
that yeah. that we don't. That's all I'm saying. Uh, a game here that should or would have had more hype uh, at the beginning of the season, you would think it would be a, a big matchup. UCF and Memphis, those are usually your, uh, you know, your American championship teams, and now they both have a loss on the on the record already. Um, UCF's offense has got it going on, though. I yeah, think I, I think they'll take care of business. I agree. I mean, the last time Memphis played was uh, October third, which was like two weeks ago. It will, it will be two weeks ago on Saturday. Um, it does help them a little bit. This game is in Memphis, but I think UCF will bounce back from their loss. Uh, let's see, it was two weeks ago. I want to say, might have been last week. Not totally sure. Um, yeah, two weeks ago. So they, they both had a bye going into this game. So obviously, it was an important game on the schedule for both of them. Um, I think UCF will win this game pretty pretty handily. Give me the Knights. Yep. Um. SEC action, 3.30. Ole Miss and Arkansas on the SEC network. Uh, I'm still getting a feel for Arkansas. It's kind of hard to tell just because they had that pretty crazy first half against Georgia. And then they, they got the win against against Mississippi State. And then they they were right there with Auburn all game. Uh, but I don't know if that says more about Arkansas than it does about Auburn. Mm-hmm. Uh I think Ole Miss has far too much firepower on offense for Arkansas to be able to stop it. Uh, so I'll take I'll take the Rebs. Yeah, I'll take Ole Miss by at least a touchdown. Um, I think Felipe, Felipe Franks will probably have one of his best games ever in this game. I'm sure against that defense. Yeah, so uh, it should be a, a bit of a shootout, as pretty much every Ole Miss game is probably going to be this year. Um, but a good game both ways. Should be fun. The total on that game, by the way, is 75. Hmm, I'd probably oh, – I think it'll take, still hit the over. Yeah, I'd have to take the over on that. Uh, last 3.30 game is Eastern Kentucky and Troy. I can't even pretend to know anything about this game. Uh, and I uh, Troy will win. That is my yeah. only statement. I'll take Troy. On to 4 p.m. <laughs> A&M going to Mississippi State. Mississippi State has looked very, very sloppy and just flat out bad the last two weeks. Can't tell if KJ Costello is just a Chase Bryce clone wearing maroon instead of Duke blue. Uh, A&M is only favored by five points. I think that's I think that's foolish. I think that's that a is, little low. Yeah, it's a low uh to say the least i think a&m cruises two score win at the very least um i think this game will be maybe a little bit closer than that maybe like a 10 point game i mean i know it's two scores but i think when you say two scores i'm sorry did you forget did you forget mississippi state has scored a combined 16 points against kentucky and uh i know arkansas the last two weeks i know but for some reason i could just see them Getting a, getting themselves a, a little bit more together this week. Um, plus, Anum's offense is not. I mean, I know they just beat Florida, but Florida's defense is probably worse than Mississippi State's. So I don't think Anum will score more than maybe thirty-five. Um, 
And I like I, honestly, I think I like the under on this one. It's fifty. The maroon, the maroon bowl. Yep. Lots of maroon in this game, but I think A and M takes it. So I think that's the first. Or no, we agree, but you don't think it'll be as big of a. Yeah, I think it'll be A and M, but just a little bit closer than than fourteen, yep. maybe more like seven, ten. UMass and Georgia Southern. It's UMass's first game of the year on ESPN two at four p.m. Georgia Southern is thirty-one point favorites. I don't know. I like the Minutemen. Uh, I have no idea who to pick in this game, but I do. The answer because, is Georgia Southern. Just because Georgia Southern is uh, favored by thirty-one, I'm going to take UMass. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think there will be any surprises here. Is it, oh, uh, this is this is UMass's only scheduled game for this year. Yeah, because they're independent. Oh God. Oh gee, that's terrible. They'll be playing up. Hey, the boys will be playing 100. percent May it only if, lose by 20. <laughs> if they win this game, can they claim a national championship? They can't defend the triple option concept, so they're not gonna win. But if they but did, what if, I, but what undefeated. If they, did? they can yeah, at least they, claim they undefeated. Be undefeated. They could claim a national championship. So I'll take I'll take the minute man. <laughs> that would be that'd be good for them. Yeah. Uh, Virginia goes to Winston Salem to take on Wake Forest. I could finally talk about a real Wake game uh, since the inception of the podcast. Since uh, I'm pretty sure we started doing it after like week three or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wake has had a bunch of off time in a game against Campbell. Uh, this is their first ACC game since playing against uh, NC State, like week two of the ACC season. Um, Virginia's favored by two and a half right now. Uh, but I, I I like Wake just because Virginia will be using their backup quarterback. So Lindell Stone, all points, all signs are saying that he'll be he'll be starting. Uh, and Virginia's offense is just not consistent enough to to hang around with Wake who will put up their points at will. That's their, it's been the thing under Clawson and Ruggiero, they've just – it's been four seasons now, I think, where offense moving fast, putting up a lot of points, that's been their thing. Uh, the defense, on the other hand, it's the same thing. They've been bad for the last couple of years. Since, since that 2016 season where they had Mike Elko as the defensive coordinator, they were really good, and then once he's left, it hasn't been the same. So uh, I think the offense – will do enough to beat Virginia at the very least. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see how Wake's schedule unfolds the rest of the way when they, they actually get into the meat of the schedule, playing teams, middle-of-the-pack ACC teams, uh, like Louisville and, and Virginia and Syracuse, uh, how they'll perform against UNC and Duke. It's still kind of a mystery at this point, but I, I think – They'll finish right there in the middle, probably about five or, or six wins this year, and I think this Virginia game will be one of them. Yeah, I can see this game going either way, obviously. Um, UVA is favored by two and a half, but I'll take Wake. Um, just m- mostly because they've had more off time and they've played. They, they both played Clemson, but Wake has had more off time. And uh, Wake kept it closer against NC State, so um, – I think I like Wake in this game. Yeah, keep take... in mind Wake was playing Bailey Hockman in C State. So that okay. The well, fact that, that they lost is kind of embarrassing. That is true. I didn't think about that. Um, I'll still take them. 
Um, I'll take the over on fi- at 59. And uh, offensive firepower su- out yeah. defensive. I wouldn't be surprised if Virginia wins this game, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Wake. I gotta stick with Wake. There's a game starting like every hour. There's a 5 p.m. game between North Texas and Middle Tennessee State. Uh, find me someone who wants to watch this game because I don't know that person. Uh, I don't have a pick here. Uh, yeah, don't watch this game. <laughs> Unless you go, went to, or are covering North Texas Middle Tennessee, don't, don't bother. Save yourself some time. The 4 p.m. games, I understand they'll be going to halftime. Watch the news or something. I don't know. Do any. Don't watch this game. Taking that. I gotta say. I'll, um, yeah, I got nothing to say on that. Well, that's all we got there. The total 72. So maybe these teams are bad at defense or they're good at offense. I don't know. Uh. Moving on, 6 p.m., Marshall and Louisiana Tech. Uh, a couple of the top teams in Conference USA this year, uh, along with UAB. Uh, Marshall has that win over App State on their resume so far. They're looking pretty solid. I think they play another good game. I think they get another win this week, and they start creeping into that bottom of the, of the top 25 conversation for the next poll. This, this might be... The first one we disagree on this week. I'm going to take Louisiana Tech um, just Bulldogs. because, yeah, I'm just going to take them because Jeff Driscoll transferred there from Florida. That's the only reason why. Hey, it's as good a reason as any to pick a team in this game. Marshall is uh, two touchdown favorites. I do want to let you know. I know. I'm probably going to be wrong on this one, but I'm still going to take Louisiana Tech. Hey, man, upsets happen. That's yeah, moving officially into the prime time slate, UNC undefeated going to Tallahassee to take on Florida State. Uh, and while normally I would, I would be like, "Oh, Florida State's found their quarterback." It'll be a it'll be a tough game. Uh, UNC will will take care of business, uh, I think. Yeah, they'll cover. I think they'll Florida cover. State won't look as 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 sad on on offense, but they're still sad. Like it's still, they're still having such a bad year. Uh, yeah, the woes will continue. Their logo is pretty representative of what most of their fans end up doing when they play. That's yelling at the TV. Um, <laughs> I thought, suppose, I thought you, you were going to say crying, but same uh, thing. well, that works too. Uh, same thing. Yeah. UNC, I think, will cover in this game. Uh, I'm not sure if I would bet on the over under, but. Um, Florida State's just not very good at all. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, Southern Miss and UTEP. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick UTEP. Just because, because uh, of El Paso. Why not? Okay. Go Miner. I'll take, I'll take, uh, I'll take Southern Miss in this one. Even though they're one and three, they're still favored. Hey, UTEP kept it close at Texas. They only lost by fifty-six. That's true. Plus, their Although, logo is awesome. Southern Mississippi, uh, they lost by one to Louisiana Tech. UTEP also lost to Louisiana Tech, common opponent. <laughs> uh, yeah, Southern Miss. All right, there's a couple 8 p.m. games. We'll get to the we'll get to the big one at the end here. Uh, your school, Charlotte, 
got their win last week, taking on FIU, who is winless. Yeah. At Jerry Richardson Stadium. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Uh, I think Will Healy and the boys might get another win here. Improve to 500 on the year and two and one in Conference USA. What do you think? I agree. I think they'll win this game. Uh, I think they'll cover. And I think they'll hit the over on the fort on the fifty-four um, over under. You like offense on this podcast? Yep. Points, overs, you know, we love it. Uh, Boston College coming off a win against Pittsburgh, going to Blacksburg to play Virginia Tech. More maroon, or maybe the other game was Burgundy, and this is the maroon game. Uh, I'd say Boston this one's College. closer to Burgundy, but I don't know. I think. I know Virginia Tech calls themselves maroon. I don't know what BC refers to that color as. Maybe like crimson? No, it's not red enough. I don't know. But you, anyway. you get the gist. Yeah. This is an audio-based medium, so the people just have to judge for themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Virginia Tech. Khalil yeah. Herbert runs for a bajillion yards. Um, Phil, uh, is, I don't know how to pronounce it, Jerkovic. Jerkovic. Boston College's quarterback. It's pretty good. A good replacement for for Anthony Brown. Uh, dude kind of slings it. But Virginia Tech is very good. Uh, I think Boston Nets College didn't look the best last year, last week, especially against the run. But mm-hmm. they, I think they'll be able to handle David Bailey enough to get the W. I honestly, I'm tempted to take Boston College in this game. Um, I think I think it'll be closer than the than the twelve point uh, spread, but I'll lean Virginia Tech and pick Boston College to cover. Slightly Go with a little compromise to Virginia Tech. Uh, and we've finally done it. We've gotten to the elephant in the room, the elephant and the bulldog. Yeah, legit elephant. Yeah, uh, Georgia and Alabama. CBS prime time. Nick Saban probably won't be there. Maybe they'll pull some strings and, you know, put some positive, some negative tests out there so they can get them on the sideline, which probably be a terrible idea. But, uh, you know, maybe Steve Sarkeesian can can lead them to a victory here. Um, there's so much to unpack here, especially with that, with the Saban news. Uh, I just don't even really know what to make of this game. Like, Obviously, Georgia's defense has looked elite as they as they typically do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama's offense scored sixty three points last week, but they were playing against Ole Miss, granted. Uh, and Alabama's defense gave up forty some points to to Ole Miss, uh, which an Alabama defense doesn't really do. And and Georgia's offense with Stetson Bennett has looked a little bit better than usual, maybe a little more on track on schedule. He's certainly exceeded expectations. I don't think the quarterback situation went anything like anyone really expected to for Georgia this year. Um, but boy, I don't, I don't, there's part of me that thinks picking against Alabama in, in any situation is just a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually the less likely thing to happen. Uh, I'm pretty conflicted here. Everything logically is telling me to pick against Alabama. Right. Just the way the circus, the Saban thing, the way they looked last week, 
Uh, and if, just remember, Max, if if uh, if Saban does not coach this game, he'll still be undefeated against former assistants. That's true. Can't really pin the loss on him if he's not there. Right. But I don't think there's going to be a loss. Something inside me will not allow me to pick against Alabama in this game. So I'm going to go with the Crimson Tide. I was going – I was thinking about this matchup yesterday, and I was going back and forth and back and forth. And uh, the only reason why I would not pick Georgia in this game is because of comparison between Stetson Bennett and Mac Jones. Uh, I mean, I know Alabama's defense is not what Georgia's is, but in games like this, a lot of the time it comes down to who has the better quarterback. And, I mean, it's got to be Alabama, right, Mac Jones? Uh eight touchdowns on the year. Um, and then they've got Najee Harris as well, so they have a run and pass threat. Najee Harris um, had, had five touchdowns last week. That yeah. guy is universal RB1. Yeah. So as good as Georgia's run game has looked, Alabama's has looked just as good, if not better. And um, I just like them enough on off, I love enough um, more on offense than Georgia. That I think they'll, uh, I think they'll win this one in a very, very close game. Probably the closest of any of the past few Georgia Alabama matchups. It's a great, it's a great matchup, and it should be up to this point the the quote unquote game of the year, like when Alabama played LSU last year. Yeah. Um, but it's so it's either team could get the edge in this game for any number of reasons. Uh. Georgia is probably at more of an advantage than they typically would be uh, just based on everything that's been happening this week. Uh, but how do you defend against those weapons on Alabama's offense? Like Najee, Mac Jones can sling it. Their receiver core is still unstoppable. It always is. They've always got a million playmakers. Uh, so I just, I gotta, you gotta go with, Alabama. If Georgia wins, I won't necessarily be surprised, but it's just so hard to pick against them. Yeah. I, I'm going to take Alabama in this game. Um, if Georgia were to win this game, I'd say they are, uh, without a doubt, uh, the best team in the SEC. Probably, I mean, they probably should move up to number one in the poll, but who knows what the poll will do. Um but, well, yeah. Regardless of what happens in this game, I don't. I don't think either team is better than Clemson. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I can. I can see why you'd say that. And uh, I, unless Clemson I lost, unless Clemson lost to Georgia Tech this week, or like won by three. Yeah. I, there's nothing. It, it would take a lot to convince me that Clemson is not, uh, as everyone has been saying, and for good reason, the most complete college football team in the nation yeah uh, i don't i don't really i don't disagree with you um but whoever whoever wins this game i'll take probably to win the national championship i'm still going at this I'm point going in the with year, the tigers at this point in the year I'd, I'd say that still going with the tigers uh but that should wrap up our uh our recap for this week it would be uh, it's a bit of a shortened schedule just because like four or five games have been postponed this week. Uh, yeah. Honestly, the slate is not super, but that's just because next week uh, it is ridiculous. I don't know if you've looked ahead to that, but the week eight schedule is stacked. You've got the return of the Big Ten 
including the Michigan oh, right. Minnesota game. NC State's playing UNC, which is a, a big game for me for people here. Uh, SMU, I'm pretty sure, is playing Cincinnati. Yeah. So that's huge for the group of five. The Mountain West comes back, so there's going to be games past midnight Eastern for the first time this year because they're starting at 10 and 10.15 and 10.30. Wow, the SMU game's at 9 o'clock, too. It's crazy. Yeah, next week will start up even more uh, fun for the rest of this year. Yeah, I mean, it should be an absolutely stacked slate. And Iowa State's playing Oklahoma State, and Alabama's going to Tennessee for third Saturday in October. So next week's, next week's slate will be uh, just insanely stacked. Uh, and before we go, my condolences to, to Skylar Thompson. Uh, I have expressed my how much I like watching him play uh, for Kansas State. He's out for the year. Um, but Kleiman's got a, a decent quarterback there, a backup. I think his name's Will Howard. Uh, so Kansas State is still in pretty good hands. Will they contend for the Big 12? At this moment, it looks like they might. Um, but And they've got Kansas next up on the schedule, so they should be able to start 4-0 in the Big 12. But, uh, you know, going to miss that dude, Skyler Thompson. Uh, he's been balling out. So respect yeah. to him. Um, JD, you got anything else for us this week? Um. Same thing, same deal with uh, Dak Prescott. He's got a – I know you probably saw he's got a oh, really yeah. bad ankle injury. Hey, Andy Dalton's going to lead him to the promised land. Yeah, so uh, hopefully Dak will be back uh, as soon as possible. And uh, I'm excited for this weekend. Oh, and before we go, I do want to say the, the, uh, the Panthers are good. Yeah, they are. They're actually good. Teddy Bridgewater. Christian McCaffrey's out, but Mike Davis uh, is just killing it. So, uh, yeah, the Panthers are good. Uh, don't let people tell you otherwise. They are good at football. Yeah, I wonder, do they play on Sunday? They do. They are playing the – I wanted to say Saints, but I don't think that's true. Uh, they Bears. are playing the Bears, yes. So – Opportunity there to move to four and two if they can get the win. And I think they can. Yeah, this is a, I think they got a pretty good chance. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I got. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week. Uh, we went on a lot of tangents and talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, so thank you to everyone who was uh, coming along for the ride this week. Uh, and we'll be back on Sunday to recap everything that happened in college football. So uh, everybody have a great weekend. Yep. See you.